Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got an interview with Kevin Biggio and some headlines around the camps. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from the Bronx headquarters of John Boy Media and sitting right next to me. We can touch hands if we want. Corona. Coronavirus is my co-host, good friend, Jake Storielli. And we're in the Bronx. And this is exciting. It's our first Monday. I feel like first full week. First Monday. In office. We have a full slate of shows to record, and I couldn't be more excited about it. How are you doing, Jake? I'm good, man. I'm a New Yorker now. I got Tim's jeans, Yankee shirt. I didn't wear this into the office. I'm sure you've you've been probably curious of how hard I've been leaning. No, I wore a regular shirt like that, and I brought this just because, A, and I'll be kind of self-conscious for a second. I thought people were going to give me crap. I just wore, like, a normal gray shirt, and I thought people were going to be like, bro, Jake, you're in the office just wearing a normal gray shirt. And, yes, I do wear oh, normal okay. clothes. You dressed up. But office also really warm, and I forgot about that. So I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and switched into this instantly because when I got here this morning. Oh, did you had to open up the windows. No, BBD beat me, and he cranked the win. He got the windows up, but... It's almost um, like a, whoever get here gets here first. All twenty windows. Yeah, you lower my. Little, it, it was no, no, a, my headphones. It, it was sauna mode a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have a pair of shorts in my backpack. And yeah, at that the temperature I walked in at, it was like I definitely have to change into the jersey now, or my day's ruined. <laughs> oh, my, you don't you don't even know how bad it. Yeah. You, you'll find out when like summer we're gonna be in hell because we can't have yes. an air conditioner in here, but. Man, when it was winter and yeah. it was 20 degrees outside and they were blasting the heat. All right. the heaters are off. So right. imagine if they're on. Yeah. Jimmy, I jimmied all those. And so I'm doing well. Yeah, doing well. You and look good. I'm I, actually mad at you. Why? So you kind of went at the Jakes from State Farm last night? I, no, no, I didn't. I had sympathy for them. Yeah, we don't want your sympathy. I know. The Jakes I, have enough going on. Deal with the Jimmies. Sprinkles. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. rigging things. Like, I like that. Deal with the Jimmies. Leave the Jakes out of it. <laughs> I had so much sympathy. I do think that there's some Jakes that quit State Farm because of that commercial. Thousand percent. All right, and that's Thousand a fun. Percent. That's a funny story. I, the guy in my building, new building I moved in New York. Jake from State Farm instantly. Yeah. Oh, the Jakes have been so poorly represented, and it's actually sad. Like if I do get popular. I'm gonna be one of the faces of the Jakes, and it's a brutal look. They got like Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal is kind of not accepted by the Jakes. <laughs> <laughs> he's really, he's one of the best actors going. I know. So you think the Jakes would have him with welcome arms, but he's kind of not. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I Who do you have after Gyllenhaal, by the way? Uh, Jake um, from Twilight. I mean, and that's not even his, it's Jacob. No. No, there's other Jakes. You'd be surprised, man. It's shocking. Like, Jake Plummer was a pretty meh NFL quarterback, and he's high on the list. Ellsbury. Jacob, Jacoby. Okay, anyway, I had sympathy for the Jakes. I wasn't coming after them at all. I, I wanted, don't need sympathy. I need someone to write an article about all the names that have been ruined by corporate America. Like Alexa. You can't name a girl Alexa now. Yeah. Her life's ruined. Yeah. Jake got ruined, you know. Everything's cyclical, I think. Yeah, everything is. Like, Alexa will have a huge comeback in 
15 years. Maybe, but then she's going to deal with some old. So Jake Gyllenhaal is the most famous Jake. Yeah, if, Jake according, Paul. According to Ranker.com, famous list. Oh, Jake Paul's probably up there. He's now. Yeah, he's he's definitely the leader in the clubhouse That right sucks, now. though. Yeah, it's tough. And, yeah. But that's more of a Jake vibe, okay, if we're being the, honest. That is more of a Jake yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake LaMotta. I mean, that's going back. People don't even know who that is anymore. I know, 97 years old. That's number two <laughs> ranked famous Jake. I'm telling you, the Jakes have been missed. Jake from State Farm is, I just typed in Jake, and I think we're, Jake from State Farm is fourth on the list. Jake Locker? Who's Jake Cannavale? Anyway. Jake Locker was a bust. Cannavale is a musician. So, yeah, the the Jakes the Jakes are here, and I'm, uh, I'm excited in New York. Commute went decently. Nice. I got here late. I was mad at myself. We're getting here late. Stuff happens in New York. Well, when Hot you, take. I mean, you rely on public transportation. Yeah, and you're gonna get fucked. But that's actually that is half the reason why I was late because they're doing construction at my bus stop, so we have to walk to the next stop. Just brutal, dude. Walk to the next stop. Oh, we have a stop. Just don't do construction at it. You know. Yeah. Tough. Anyway, this episode of Talking Baseball is brought to you by our dear friends. I don't know which camera's on right now, but John Round, Brandon K35, Mika Vaughn. I like that name, Micah Vaughn, Mika Vaughn, and Jenna Muriel. I think I might have copied and pasted that name wrong. Yeah. I think I'm missing a vowel. In, in Muriel. She came She Mariel. came to the our oh, spring training event. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Spring. I think she's coming to the Bronx, too. Should. Thank you very much. I should. Should Those we are, tell our talking baseball fans we're having a Yankees party in the Bronx, or should we not mention that? We're having a Yankees party in the Bronx if you listen to the show and you're not a Yankees fan and you live in the New York area. There might be some of those. Yeah. Mets fans. Yeah. If you're a Mets fan and you listen to this and you want to come to our launch party. Billy's in the Bronx. It's at Billy's in the Bronx. Saturday it's uh, Saturday. Seven. Seven? In the park. Uh, seven o'clock. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. Those are our most recent Patreons. We appreciate them very much. Thank you. We do have an interview with Kevin Biggio, second baseman. And uh, I want to clarify something for people that watch this on YouTube. I have a clarification after your clarification. All right, a couple clarifications. We're running hot with clarifications. I've been separating the interview and the episode on YouTube. So if you were watching on YouTube, the Kevin Biggio interview will be an entirely separate video. But if you're listening on the podcast app, it will come up on this episode. So on the audio, they are combined. On YouTube, they are separate. We've been doing that, and people have been confused, so I'm just clarifying. Okay, my clarification, is it Biggio or Biggio? Because I, I said Biggio. I thought you said Biggio. See, now I don't know. Because I always said Biggio. Doing it Biggio. Yeah. Because that's I, what I'm thinking During of. the interview, I believe you say Biggio, and then I, you know how scared I get to say right. people's names in front of them? I got so scared, and I, and I, because I did the intro for the card game, I think. And I think I just went oh, super okay. fast with, like, Biggio. Bidge. So on his, his, Cavins doesn't have the pronunciation. His dad's has Biggio. 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 It's Biggio, right? Biggio. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have a take on this, BBD? I lean Biggio. Okay. I think that's right. All right. Great stuff. Okay. So if we said it wrong, either way, tweet at Kevin on Twitter at doing it Biggio. You'll you'll hear us mention that. But uh yeah, tweet at him, Instagram at him. He he was a really cool dude. He was 
cool. Still is. Nah, he could have changed after Still the, <laughs> the interview. Changed him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you think? Yeah. All right. We have some topics to go over that are hot in baseball. Yeah, topics. Juan Soto and Jack Flaherty, yeah. two young studs. Good players. Good players. We know half of them. Both declined. This is an interesting process. So they're they're pre-arbitration. So they're just team controlled. So teams can just straight up say, "This is your raise. This is what we're paying for you." And all of the teams do it a different ways. You know, they value different things. They right. put different monetary values on different things. So they both offered Juan Soto and Flaherty what they're going to, like, this is what you're making next year. Right. Congrats. You've got bumped up a little bit. Yep. Both of them said, nah, not happy. Yeah. No way. Come I on. need more. I don't get how the it fully works. So then the team goes back and gives them more? I mean, I think this is a newer thing. I'll be honest. I'm not super familiar with this. I'm assuming what this is is, I mean, these guys clearly being superstars and – the well, best players on their teams, yeah. so they're going to them and being like, hey, you got to do something. Yeah, so Flaherty said that he denies it out of principle. So a lot of rookies just accept it. But Flaherty was like, out of principle, just because the system's so stupid, I am saying no to this. I think the team can be like, all right, don't care. I tried to research this on the bus yeah. right here, and I was really troubling. to. I couldn't find exactly how it works, but I think the team sometimes in good faith goes and finds a little bit more. So check this out. Flaherty... Got a 10K bonus for finishing fourth in the Cy Young. Sure. But he gets a 10K penalty for not accepting the terms of the contract that they, <laughs> yeah. so it washed out. Stuff. So uh, anyway, they settled. Soto is making uh, $629,000 this upcoming season. And Flaherty, I think he's making around the same. Uh, for some reason, I don't have it typed out here. They're both making like, Less than $2 million. Slightly over the minimum yeah. of, of what they should be making. And, and it's just a reminder that the system is stupid right now. System's bizarre. Uh, it, it truly bizarre that two of the best players in the league make towards the minimum. And, yeah, I mean, it. it's go check out our CBA episode with Ploof. We touched upon some of this stuff. but uh, And I think we always assume that our listeners are intense baseball people that kind of know the pre-arb and some of the salary stuff, but... <laughs> If you saw Juan Soto last playoffs and then you found out that he makes, <laughs> you know, bottom 10th percentile of what people make in the league. He was the star of the World Series. Yes. <laughs> I mean, be- I mean, not like, not the um, Rendon, Strasburg. I mean, obviously they all, I'm not saying Rendon won the World Series then, but as far as like watching a game, yeah. and I would ask my mom who doesn't know the Nationals, like, who right. do you think the star is? She's like, well, that guy's on TV a lot. Right. Making a lot of money off that. What dude. is, what is the solution though? Because at the same time, well, and we're not going to actually fully deep dive into CBA solution, but I mean, these guys are also the one percenters. Yeah, Juan Soto and Jack Flaherty are the outliers of everyone. Else. And I thought there was something in place for, like, hey, there, because like um, Gio Urshela earned himself an extra million dollars last year because he performed so well right. in a specific amount of years, and he was so vital to a team, and there's some equation that says, like, you know what, you just you earned more money. Right. Like you're going to get to the next step. I forget what it is, but there needs to be something in place. Yeah. Like, hey, if that dude's a, a, a mainstay on your roster, just helped you win the World Series. Yeah. Like, so, Flaherty was the best, but uh, Flaherty was the best pitcher at the second half. Let me finish that thought. 
So he deserves it, but Soda like so much deserves it. Yeah, I guess something with Cy Young and MVP votes, but then that becomes a whole ordeal too, because I know that's a nightmare for you because you get the bad beat writers and stuff. Oh yeah, don't let the beat writers dictate players' money. That's fucked. We'll we'll set we'll shoot this one to Ploof and get him hot because Flaherty's his boy too, so yeah. he'll he'll have a fire take. Fire take. So ugly. I hate him. What else do you have, Jim? Well, sad news. Uh, Trey Mancini yeah. has left Orioles camp, set to undergo medical procedure unrelated to baseball. Uh, I mean, everyone has come to the same guess, and I'm not even going to voice it. Uh, you can you can take your own guess. There's kind of no reason to speculate. We know it's personal. We know it's not a baseball injury. We know that everyone is feeling really sympathetic and sending their best wishes and prayers and, and however they deal with that his way. This is sad. Just kind of a sad reminder that life exists and these guys are humans. Uh, he tweeted. Did you see his tweet? Yeah. He said, uh, I want to express my heartfelt gratitude to everyone for their kind sentiments and well wishes. It further drives home the fact that I am surrounded by the best family, friends, teammates, and fans that I could ever ask for. And then there was a follow-up tweet that said, Once there is more clarity, I will be sure to keep everyone updated over the next few days, I look forward to a healthy recovery and being back on the field soon. I mean, who knows? He's going to miss a lot of time, it seems like. Yeah, your your head naturally jumps to the worst things possible when that amount of information is shared and that's it. Um, I mean, we'll have to see. Like he said, um, you know, he's he's got to make sure he knows what's going on and when he does, if him and his family's comfortable sharing what's going on. But, yeah, crazy sad news. And, um, I mean, it's kind of tough. We we went to Orioles camp, and, you know, it, it's easy to take your jabs at the Orioles because they're in a tough spot as a franchise right now. But, um, I mean, he's he's kind of the guy you go to see with the Orioles, and it's, 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 it's a real bummer, and you just have to – Wish him the best and whatever it is. Hopefully, you know he he can be back sooner than later. But uh, yeah, scary scary sad news of the weekend. Yeah, get better, Trey Mancini. Done. One of the Orioles worth watching. Yeah. So need him to get better, please. All right, we'll pivot. Pivot to a fun story. Okay, I like those. Jose Bautista. Joey Bats, your guy. Joey Bats trying to become Joey Arms. Joey Bats. He kind of like. I, I just mean, typed Joey Bats in the baseball reference. So. I didn't. It didn't. Uh, he didn't retire. Uh, no one wanted him as a position player anymore. He's thirty-eight years old or nine years old, and he wants to return as a pitcher. Arms fresh. Some, Not a lot of miles. Someone was quoted saying that he he sits ninety-two. He's got some. Uh, as as my dude Ryan Yarborough said, he's got the funk. He's always had a weird. When he was playing third base, he had a weird throw over first. He's got a little funk in that arm. Um, October nineteenth, nineteen eighty. So yeah, he's thirty nine. I'm I, I'm rooting for this very hardcore. Of course, because if you're not hardcore, and you if you live hardcore, hardcore, yeah. Um, School of Rock people, go watch a movie. Let's rock. Let's, let's rock. rock. Let's rock. Yeah. Um, I mean, A, it would be awesome because this is a guy who's hit 50 home runs in a season. Um, and yeah, dude, you just know I'm on, I love the versatile guys and I get not one of the things I get louder about is that yes, Otani is awesome and he's a special dude, 
but I think these two-way guys have been cut off. Yes. Um, like well, I, we agree. I think guys throughout the years could have been two-way players. Uh, there was 100 years of just not allowed. Uh, yeah, they <laughs> just said no. Like uh, Even Babe Ruth, they it made him stop pitching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a strong belief he would have ate himself right. off the mound. You, so. You're on your eat himself off the mound theory there. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm all for this because this is this is the future of baseball, and I think baseball was kind of idiots for the past hundred years. So what's because uh, a lot of times in sports, the best athletes are the best athletes. He's going to the Olympics and he's going to play for the DR, and he's not going to pitch though. He's going to play first base and hit. But yeah, he, he wants to come back and uh, pitch. Oh, this. Uh, so he's got a slider. Passon Passon says he has a nice slider. So this baseball MLB trade rumors says that he's not going to be Joey Bats. He's going to become Joey Sliders. Ooh, Joey Sliders, which was no Joey Arms is better. Yeah, Joey Arm. Joey throws. Joey jo- toss. Joey pelota. Joey pelota. Is that your Spanish broadcaster? I haven't seen that one on you a lot. No, that was. Uh, Did you sneeze? In the he wasn't there? Spanish. Okay. He's from Chile. Oh, yes. Not a ton of Chilean baseball players yet. Too much beach. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Football. Um. Yeah. I mean, this. I don't know. From 2010, uh, let's let me. You want some stats, Jim? Sure. From 2010 to 2015, six seasons. Joey Bass hit 227 home runs. Yeah, so are you thinking this is kind of like a concoction thing? Like he went to the DR and he was like, you know, got concocted up and he was like, wait, this actually may have helped. Well, this, this might go against that. your Joey Bats was on future steroids. Which I, if, I think he took the wrong steroids. I think he went to the he DR. He took the pitcher steroids? The pitcher steroids instead of hitter steroids. Like, fuck, got to make best use of this. They're so, in me now. I'll put this in the Joey Bats maybe didn't take future steroids. And if you haven't heard that John Boy theory, well, we'll get that to you another time. It's been documented. It's been documented. But um, I don't know. Like, this gives something that, like, this dude just loves baseball so much. He made his money. He got coin. He hit a bunch of homers. And now here we are, you know, 54 homers in 2010. In 2020, we're talking about him being a relief pitcher, hoping to sneak. And you know he's... Part of him is just doing this so he could sneak at bats, right? I I will become a pitcher, but only in the National League. I mean, he's <laughs> totally trying to sneak at bats. And only a starting pitcher. And I think that's obvious. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really cool. And I, I mean, th- here's, if, here's if, the thing. If 39-year-old Jose Batista can do it, that will open the door for a lot of people. Cause, like, he's not Bre- doing it. Uh, I mean, he's gonna, they're going to send him to double A. The Mets exist. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, they might have him just throw BP to Tebow. What's the Mets checklist? Can you pitch in a bullpen? The Mets, Hopefully. The Mets are... Can you play bad defense? Absolutely. Yeah, but no, the Mets are going to... He's going to get sent to like double A somewhere, and he's going to be like, fuck this, I don't want to do this. But I like the idea of the Mets because they have Tebow just because it makes them money in the, the minor league system, you know? Sure. So I like the idea... Well, of, Andy's figuring it out. Oh, he'll get there. But I like the idea of Joey Bats coming down and just throwing bullpen sessions to Tebow in front of crowds. Like, that's <laughs> like what the Mets sell now. It's good content. Yeah, it's I like, I'd go. I'd go. I'd go to one as well. <laughs> Mets, Mets are light years ahead of everyone. So, I I don't know. For some reason, I'm, I am I believe in, in Joey Bats. I'm going uh, to do this. He loves baseball. Two-pitch reliever. He's kind of insane, apparently. I don't know. 
The chat, I like looking at the chat. chat. Sean McLaughlin in the Patreon only chat. He says Joey Twirls. Joey Twirls, that ain't bad. Because that can be good and bad. Yeah. I like that. Joey Twirls. Leave leave a I was gonna ask for a review. I don't want a review right now. Only review this podcast if you I, genuinely want to review this podcast. Yeah, that's fair. We're not gonna fucking hound you. Opening every day we'll do a sucker one, but yeah. One one sucker begging for reviews a month, and that's all. I was listening to some of my podcasts, man. They do it every episode. Get over yourself. Joey Bats. If people want to leave a five star review, they'll leave one. Dude, his 2010, 2011 have to be up there on like two of the oh, best back to back seasons there's shit. been. Shit. Noah Dubois in the chat. Joey Gas. Joey Gas. I mean, that's so good. Oh, that's great. That's good. Joey Heat. I mean, yeah. No, Gas. I, there's a lot of different things. Yeah. Joey Gas is good. If he was a bowler, you've been called Joey Gas. Joey Gass Rolls. Too. Joey Rolls. That's only if he became a bowler, though. It's Jimmy Rollins. Okay. Next up. Cespedes' his little brother. Yolkus. Is that how you pronounce it? Yoelkus? It's got to be. Yoannis, Yo- Yoelkus. Yoannis and Yoelkus. That's a tough. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough. Uh, I don't know. You picture like the American sitcom where the dad and the son have a similar name and the mom yells something and they both say, what? Like Didi Gregorius, his brother and his dad are both nicknamed Didi. Right. That's tough. Big Didi, little Didi, biggest Didi. That can make things confusing. Yoannis and Yoelkas, I guess, I mean, there's a big twist in the middle. You just, you can't listen to the first half when mom's calling your name. You just got to listen for that middle noise. Okay. Middle noise. D-D. That was the end noise. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Sesame's Family Barbecue. Yes. We've called them live on the show before, but. Yeah. I mean, did they know that they're Yoelkas fans as well? Because they're not just Sesame's fans. They're the family. Yeah. So this is huge for them. Do we make the call? I'm a little scared. You want to try and call them? Let's give them a call. All right. We'll give them. I tried to FaceTime. uh, It was Friday when you and I were in the studio. I tried to FaceTime Jake because he, A, just had his surgery, and there's something else I want to tell him. But I think I'm still hooked up to the board. So as long as BBD has the Bluetooth up, we can give him a call. He had not said yes. This has become one of my favorite parts of the show. All right. Now you can. Yo. Hello. Hey, we're recording talking baseball. Now we came into a burning question. Did yeah, you Did you guys know Yoelkis existed and that you were have to be fans of him as well? Yeah, we know. We know about the uh, the little one. Okay. Because it's it's Cespedes fan it's Cespedes family barbecue. Yeah, I mean, it's the entire family. It's like the Avengers universe. Okay. Are there any other Cespedes that we need to know about, that you know about? There are none that I need to know about right now, um, but I would not be surprised if in decades there are more. Yeah. You're going to have to track the kids, and you're going to have to track their kids and stuff. You have to wait until then to see who's coming. That's huge. Hey, if you're in New York, just come to our office. Is he calling from his shower I'm, right now? Are you showering? I'm on. <laughs> oh, you're on the train? Cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Of course. All right. See Miss ya. you. So they knew. And he knows that he has a, a lineage yeah. to root for. Damn. Yeah. These guys are in deep. They're in <laughs> deep with that one. Uh, anyway, Yoelkis is 20 years old, I believe. 
And Yoannis is 34. So, I mean. How old is Yelikis? I, I zoned out for that part. I think he's 20. 20? Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, he's young. But I, 22? 25. 25. Okay. okay. That's different. Nine You're about to apart. call them out, and you've got that same thing with your brother. No, what I was going to call out was that I was going to f- try and figure out when Yoannis uh, left. Sure. But it was actually older because it's Cuba. I thought it was DR. He leaves at 16, and I was like, did he just – they knew he was about to leave to go get drafted, and they are like, let's have another baseball player. This money was awesome. Time out. I've got Yoelkis at 22 years old. All right. So now we're – Yoelkis Cespedes is somewhere between 20 and 25 years old. My joke that I was going to make, which I kind of just said, <laughs> no, was just that Yoannis left at 16. Right. And they got a nice signing bonus. And the family was like, let's do that again. Yeah. If we're just a birthing machine of baseball That's players. Smart. So then he had a brother 16 years younger than him, and now he's going to get the signing bonus. But it doesn't make sense because they're not in the DR. They're in Cuba. Yeah. But, you know, it was almost there. It almost happened. Good luck, Yoelkis. I mean, the Mets will just pick him up? No, the Mets are done with Cespedes's. Think so? Yeah, that was a whole thing. It'd be cool if he does the same exact route, like goes to the A's, Ooh, then the okay. Tigers, then the Red Sox, then the Mets. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you think it would be cool as well? Kind of. I like the Yankees. All right. How about this? Yoelkis, Yankees. Did something we, there, right? Did we not talk about Yelich's extension? I think BBD said we talked about it on the TPP for the Brewers. Yeah, that which makes is sense. On, which is still on this podcast, but we didn't talk it's about it on the on main this episode. podcast, but not here. But good for Yelich. Got locked up. Good for the Brewers locking him up. Yeah, I think uh, the internet reacted a little bit, and there's this weird... <laughs> I guess it's a weird damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well, I, I guess when I say that, I'm thinking about Mookie, and when I'm thinking about Mookie, I'm thinking about Boston fans, but... There's almost this stigma now that if you're one of the big dudes and you don't go to free agency, you're the bad guy, except for Mookie. But that's Boston fans. Mookie, go to free agency. Get paid, paid. Um, I I think what gets missed here a little bit is like, and when Harper and Machado hit free agency, they were 26. Yelly's 28 right now. Um, So he got his giant payday that I think it's, what is it, maximum eight years and 215 or something like that? Um. He, he got the bag, and good for him. I mean, he was supposed to be this talented kind of gangly dude on the Marlins, and then he's developed into this MVP all-world player, and he uh, he got paid paid. Yeah, I like it. Smart. So that's good. They also locked up Freddie Peralta. Your guy. For a little bit. You love Freddie P. I didn't look into that deal. What is that deal? I think it was just like a arbitration type thing. Freddie Peralta is a name that you think he's an old guy because there's been a lot of pitchers named Peralta, but he's he's actually young. Are like you serious? 24. Yes. Cuz I do I think of him as an older dude. No, Freddie Peralta on the Brewers is 23, but there's been a bunch of Peraltas. There's been And a bunch of Freddies. And I like. think Willie Peralta used to be on the Brewers. Is Freddie and and Peralta popular names? I don't think well Depends how you label it. I think Freddie could be labeled as a popular name. Yes. I mean, Peralta, there's Wandy Peralta, Willie, Willie Peralta, David Peralta, and Freddie, all right in the league right now. Joel Peralta and Johnny Peralta both so recently So what left. throws it off is Willie Peralta was a pitcher for the Brewers. Okay. <laughs> so that's definitely what's skewing the scale on this. But Freddie Peralta, no, he's just a young guy who basically had his arbitration bought out. Yeah, he's 20. 
24 years old. Okay, they bought out his arbitration. Good. That's Congrats. like the new most popular thing to do. You did it. You did it. We don't really have much else. Like a lot of stuff's going on in spring. Is Chris, got, is Chris Davis still the best spring training player in history? Well, that's what I've got for you. And I, I had my moment of genius, as I always have. Jake's um, moment of genius. I thought I'd, I'd bring up some stats for you. Some, okay. s- some spring training stats. Yeah. Can so, you play the This Doesn't Matter at All sound drop? Play the This Doesn't Matter at All sound Nothing drop. Nothing I say should you don't be have important the volume to anyone. Before. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing I say should be important to anyone. Oh, my God. That's pretty good. Did you know you were hitting that one? Wow. Wow, that's a huge moment for what me. What a do. confident. I what? almost hit the wrong one. I okay. knew it was one of two. Okay. okay. Not All bad. Right. Not bad. 500. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, so I'll give you some stuff you're going to like first. I'll give you some of the weird shit. <laughs> okay. So there are currently 24 guys in spring training with batting averages of 1,000. 24? 24. What's the minimum at bat? One? Yeah. So oh, we've yeah. got... Um, How's the, who's got the most so at there, bat? There's two guys... Or, excuse me. There's three guys that are three for three. That's awesome. Um, And then we've got... How many guys are two for two? I think one. That's, that's the most? Three at bats? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There's no four for fours? Um, No. No four for fours. But I don't know. So those, what are those guys thinking? Nothing. Give me some at bats. Yeah, I mean those are. I figured it out, Coach. I mean, those are those are guys that no one cares about. I haven't made an out yet. <laughs> yeah, there's and so the guy that needs to be highlighted of this crew who you're gonna like is Jason Krizan. Krizan. He's 31. He's a lifetime minor leaguer. He's three for three with two homers. Krizan. Yeah, K R I Z A N. K R I, Krizan. Yeah, go a couple ways with that. He has two homers. Yeah. He's a lifetime minor leaguer from 22 to age 30. He's 3 for 3 with two home runs this spring. Damn, he's from Plugerville High School. Pflugerville. Pflugerville High School <laughs> in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of it. Yes. Yes. Pflugerville. Um, so I don't know. I just thought you'd like that a little bit. Do you know who's leading? And Again, spring training, very important. You know who's leading in home runs? Hmm... Kratz. No. Power hitting shortstop Orlando Arcia. Oh, yeah. Five home runs this spring. Hell yeah. So he's figured it out. Problem solved. He's tied with Cody Thomas, who looks like he's 25 and on the Dodgers. Not familiar. Um, what Dude, are I think that the Padres are like winning a lot. Of, I, I don't pay attention to wins and losses in spring training at all. And so when it always sure. blows my mind when people do. Most of my when people pay attention to the score of the spring training game. I right. Know. Like, the Yankees were up three or down three, and then they tied it in 3-3, and the announcers were like, you got to think the manager's happy that they came back and tied it right away. And I'm like, no, they don't. No one cares. Oh, dude. You, uh... No, why, why do announcers try to trick people into thinking that matters? Like, nobody cares about that. We might have to make this a segment on the show, but I've told you my Uncle Rick goes to the Pirates spring training games, and he, yeah. like, keeps the score and stuff. Dude, when he goes to the games, he writes... He writes like a review of the game. Oh my god! <laughs> Can I read this? Yeah. Okay, so this is Jake's Uncle Rick's review. Uncle Rick's review. Uncle Rick's review segment of the Pirates game on March first. <laughs> what a game today! Yeah, I know spring training stats mean nothing, but it was glorious to see us plate seven runs in the first two innings 
and then hang on for a 13 to 9 victory. See? Most of the runs were given up by Yaxel Rios and Luis Escobar, neither of whom is likely to make the opening day roster. The defense the defense was solid for the second day in a row. One error by Cruz at shortstop. You know what? Like this is actually a great service. Pirates fans go follow Jake's uncle Rick. Yeah. He says it doesn't matter, but like Tucker started a nifty double play and looked very <laughs> solid at shortstop. Bell made He's got it. I wanted it's to think your uncle was, I wanted to think your uncle was being a little crazy. No. This is a great service He's for Pirates. Locked fans. in. Go follow Uncle Rick on uncle Facebook. Rick. That's yeah. a cr- I I might I might read his Facebook post. And I I'd mean, be the it's most crazy. Into- He's talking about experimenting with a four-man outfield. It, it's really good stuff. Um, so, yeah, if you need your your Pirates update. Um, I think I found another weird Jimmy thing that you'll like. So, wait, wait. The Padres, I think, are, like, I, I was reading in the Padres subreddit. They're like, what does this really mean? Ah, oh, fuck, I forget what yeah. it was. Because I think they, like, they, like, are winning a lot of games. Like, it means nothing, everyone. Juan Soto and Randy as... Randy Arizarena. Arizarena. And Joey Votto are leading the league in walks, which I was going to make fun of because it's spring training. But Joey Votto doesn't sprint, doesn't swing in spring right. training. Like he says, that he just wants to see the ball as best he can. So he's doing a good job. He's doing a great job of that. Wait, yeah. wait. The the baseball reference for uh, Randy's last name is Arozarena. 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 Good name. He's from Cuba as well. Let's see. Salvador Perez has four hit by pitches. That's pretty brutal. Oh, damn. That sucks. That blows. Coming as off the injury. Catcher? Coming off injury, too. <laughs> He's got to be pissed off. Quit hitting him. Yeah, stop hitting Salvador Perez. <laughs> Come on about it. That That's blows. brutal. How many man. games has he played? Five? Uh, 12 games. He's playing a lot. Oh, I guess because of the injury, he really yeah. wants to get into the swing of things. Oh, this is gonna be a mean one. Do you, Dude, want, you think there's do you a, want most errors committed? What, hold on. What's the what's going on with the Royals backup catcher situation? Salvi's playing like every game. Like, are, is it a battle? Because that sucks for them because they're getting like less innings. I mean, it feels like one of those when the veteran player asks to play a lot. Oh yeah, because he's coming back from injury. Yeah. He probably wants to get back his reps in. He's been out for a full year. And you know what? I gotta be honest with you, I'm not super tuned into the Royals backup catcher situation. That's bullshit. So if you're a Royals fan, tweet at us. Let us know what's going on. That's there. bullshit. You know it. So, what's the the most errors? This is mean. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna do it. It's a young kid. If it was an old guy, I would I would do it's it. Like just a, it's like a prospect. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Do you need any pitching stats? Is is most innings pitched in spring training like the worst news? No, I, I guess because no, pitchers be are building up their pitch count. Who yeah. is it? Let's see. Is it Hap? Hap's got to be close, right? Dakota Hudson, 12.1 innings in a blowout. Josh Lindblom, second, 10 innings. Get it, Lindblom. Trying to impress his new team. Yeah, he's coming coming from overseas. Lazardo, 13 strikeouts in 8.1 innings. Yeah, spring training stats don't matter at all. No. Well, there's the, the, you can but take baseball nuggets. is still happening. You can take nuggets from them, but don't matter at all. Justice Sheffield having a nice spring gem. He added a new pitch. We could call like Jordan that? from Sesame's Family Barbecue. No, but we can't double down. All right, we're going to throw it to our interview with Kevin Biggio. But before we do that, Jake, I have a very important question. We are here, myself, John Boy, and Blue Jays stud, Kevin Biggio. How you doing, man? Good, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming out, dude. We uh, 
we we just told you we're having a blast on this trip and we're we're glad we got to hook up with you we uh Dunedin? Am I saying that right? You are saying it right. Yeah. I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't for about a week to get to this point, but uh, how's spring going, man? How you doing? It's good, man. It's good to be back. Good to be back playing baseball again. Um, you know, first couple weeks of spring training, just getting back at it, uh, getting back into the swing of things, uh, no pun intended, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just good to be back with the guys and um, getting back in batter's box on the field, getting used to wearing the spikes again. So, uh, you know, body's feeling good and uh, looking forward for the rest of spring. We uh, we started this trip 10 days ago, and we've been doing a lot of driving. It's still February, and you have a month left of spring training. <laughs> Are you like, get me to the season? <laughs> spring training is long. I mean, it, it, it's all about for the starting pitchers to yeah, build yeah. themselves up. I mean, I think if you ask the majority of position players in any locker room, they would say they probably need about – two weeks of it yeah and they're ready to go but um you know it is what it is it's uh you you kind of learn how to uh space out your workload uh you know maybe play like three innings one game and the next day play five then a couple off days and three again and then eventually work your way up to nine innings and then get ready for the season but uh but yeah it's a long 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 spring but uh you know i enjoy it is there a little more of a spark around here? Because, I mean, obviously the Baby Jays, I mean, <laughs> you, you guys had a bunch of dudes come up. And, I mean, this offseason was a, a real nice offseason. I mean, Ryu comes over, Roark, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Shoemaker. I'm, I'm, I'm missing other dudes. But, not. I mean, you guys come up, free agents come in. And, I mean, this, this has to be exciting, right? Yeah, there's definitely a ton more buzz around here than uh, last year and the year before that. I mean, you know, those uh, those. 2015, 2016 Blue Jays teams, you know, with Donaldson, Bautista, yeah. Tulo. I mean, those teams were a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, we took a dip for the past couple of years. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, we got a lot of young guys in that locker room. We made a lot of good acquisitions this, this uh, offseason. And, yeah, I mean, we're all excited. Um, I think we, we have a lot of potential for this year. Um, I think we can come up and surprise a lot of guys. But, uh, but yeah, I think the future is bright here in Toronto. When you're looking around, when you get you get picked up by the Blue Jays, you're going through the system, and you see Vladdy Jr. and you see Bichette, are you like, wait, hold on, we're all on the same team? Is, that, <laughs> is this just the Blue Jays analytics department? Yeah, dude. So like, <laughs> I I was playing with Vladdy, I was playing with Bo for the first time, actually here in the Florida State League, and I talked to our our head of development, field coordinator Gil Kim, and I'm like, dude, what do we like? We just drafted Casey Clemens, who he's <laughs> in the minor leagues with us, and we had Grujelonik's um, nephew, oh, wow. and then we ended up drafting Conine too. I'm like, yeah. dude, what? Are, even like, Guriel is <laughs> yeah, Guriel. I'm, like, I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, is this something that's in the, um, yeah, you know, is this in your equation or something? The Toronto like, bloodlines. Yeah, and and he's like, he was like, honestly, like, no, like we just drafted all you guys because we like the players that you are, and I was just like, I was calling BS on him. Like, There's no <laughs> way, man. Like, <laughs> you look at any other organization, they don't have it, but uh, but I mean, the people. And the players that we are take us to where we 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 are and uh, who we've become today. So I mean, it's it's fun and it's uh, it's exciting. I mean, it's got to be a kind of a, a weird like bond though. Like you guys grew up in clubhouses and around this, like your baseball lifers. I mean, the three of you is there like a, a little bit of like a different connection there, or is it all the same? I would think that there was more of an immediate connection uh, yeah. when we first met each other. Um, I think our involvement with our dads in the game was was a little bit different. Like me, my dad retired when. When I was 12, so I was around a good bit. But Bo, he re- his dad retired when he was four. So okay. he really didn't get to experience it as much. I mean, his dad was a hitting coach for the Rockies, and he was around it more then. But uh, 
but it, it's just unique to kind of share our same experiences and in, in the ways we we had it a different way but uh but yeah i think initially it was a a good initial um you know bond there did did you guys have a moment yet? And we'll start getting into silly stuff because that's what we do. But did you have a moment yet? Because we Trevor Plouffe was running running around with us. We were talking about when he was on the Twins and looking around, and you're up and you see the guys you came up with. Have you guys had a moment yet? And maybe it was after the season, but you know, you look around and you see Vlad and you see Flo Bichette and you see Gurriel Jr. and you just see all these young guys that I'm sure you saw a little bit on the way, and it's like, damn, we're here because I mean, it's it's Major League Baseball. Like nothing's promised. You have to get there, and Major League Baseball is different. Did you, was there a moment after the season or maybe during a game where you looked around and you're like, wait, this is the high A team I played yeah. with two years ago, and now we're we're playing at Yankee Stadium or wherever you're playing? Yeah, I mean, getting called up, um, I mean, going in the locker room and seeing a guy like Vladimir Guerrero, a guy I played with for three years, and then Guriel, a guy I also played with two years, and it's just it, – it's more – it's comforting going in that locker room because there's a lot of those guys you don't really know that you've never really played with besides in the spring training. And uh, just going in that locker room, there's that comfort. And I think that moment for me was when Bo got called up in at the deadline. So we're playing in Kansas City, and, you know, I look over, I see Vlad at third, I see Bo at short, and I'm like, we've been doing this for yeah. years. Like, this yeah. is, like, finally, like, we're here, and now it's time for us to really start going now. Do you ever tell Bo, like, chill out with some of those big swings? Because, I mean, some of his big ones are like, <laughs> dude. He gets after it. No, I mean, like, <laughs> that's that's something him and his, and his dad have always talked about. Like, just swing as hard as you can. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes he's like, hey, if, if you're struggling, like, try and swing and fall down. And I'm like, I can't even. <laughs> he does that. Yeah, he does do it. And I'm like, dude, I, if I'm swinging falling down, then I have no chance of hitting the ball. So, I mean, he's a special special hitter. He's a special athlete. And, you know, only guys like him can do that. How's uh, Vladdy's grandma's cooking? It's good. It's really good. I like uh, every day she has it in the Blue Jays locker room, and it, it's mainly for the for the Latins, and they bring it for the whoever the visiting team is. They bring them to the other That's side right. too. So you got, uh, you got to sneak some? No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I take. <laughs> I like to tell them I'm like part Latin. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. so I can get some of the, uh, you know, it's it's goat, it's chicken, it's pork, and then you know, good rice too. You think the Blue Jays like in house cook is like fuck? She's taking my job. <laughs> oh man, I, I mean, pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. What um, we we've we've got some fun facts on you, but I'll open it up to you first. What uh, outside of baseball, what what should we know about Kevin Biggio? Um, you know, obviously, I grew up in Houston. Um, my dad, uh, big outdoorsman, you may not know. Um, so I grew up, um, deer hunting in South Texas. Um, so that's a big passion of that we share with me, my brother, and my dad. Um. Uh, we got a ranch in South Texas that we like to go to, uh, so that's probably a big thing for me. Okay, I heard McDonald's is also on the list there. McDonald's, yeah, yeah I do like McDonald's. Guy. Yeah, you never know. Like late <laughs> August, get out of a game. Maybe the post game spread wasn't very good. You're playing some video games after the game. You know, Uber Eats and McDonald's is right there. It's yeah, you know, instead of pushing a button. Is your order dollar menu stuff? Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we Mc were told your order. We were given a little preview, and yeah. so I was like, "That's my same order: McChicken, McChicken, McDouble, and then a small fry." There you go. <laughs> that's all you that's need. All you right? need. Yeah. It's kind of wild. You're like, "This costs four bucks." It fills me up. Yeah, terrible for you, but whatever. Isn't that you're bizarre? a pro athlete? You can eat whatever you want. We yeah. can't eat McDonald's. <laughs> we do. I do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the result. Uh, thanks, Roosevelt, for sending us. Um, yeah, man, that's that's. <laughs> What's uh? Hunting, cause so I I grew up in Connecticut. I'm soft. I'll be honest with oh you. Oh yeah, where I'm, I'm soft as hell. 
What um, <laughs> if you if you go on a hunting trip, I mean, because there's a lot of I don't want to say downtime, but oh, yeah. there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. Is that uh like is that I, I guess relating it to sports is that is that therapeutic or is that like bonding time? Is that when the real conversations happen or or, or what's that like for for you? Yeah. So when I go hunting, it, I when I got into bow hunting, you're really Damn. close and you can't talk at all. So right. I go by myself, and you know it's just nice to get out there. It's quiet. Um, it's kind of weird just to be so close to an animal that you're trying to kill and they <laughs> have no idea you're yeah. there. But if you make like a, a little flick of a noise, they look up right oh, at you. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's challenging and I think it's it's competitive in a sense where you're trying to compete with not trying to move or make any noises or try not to smell bad so they can smell you <laughs> or whatever. You'd um, suck at hunting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the RV times would not help. With my hunting abilities. I smell you right away. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. tough. But, yeah, it, it's nice to get away from, like, the city, away from the sounds and everything, and just go out and enjoy a weekend or something like that. Yeah. What are you doing with the meat? Are you cooking it and preparing it yourself, eating it? Well, we we skin it, and then we get all the meat and stuff, and we have so much deer meat at my house that <laughs> just from hunting over the years, and my mom isn't a huge fan of it. So okay. we usually give it away to someone who needs it. All right, um, there you go. We like to give it to our janitors at our high school, and they give it out amongst their neighbors and stuff. Nice. So, uh, so it's not going to waste. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Speaking of your parents, everyone knows your dad, obviously. What's something you get from your mom? Like a trait or something that you bring to the to your game or your everyday life that comes from her? I like to say that everything I do on the field and my work ethic, and not that my mom's not, she works her, her butt off, but uh, – I think when it comes to competitiveness, it's, it, I'm mostly like my dad. And then pretty much everything off the field um, is kind of on my mom's side. Just, okay. uh, you know, my dad, he just wears the same pair of jeans all weekend, <laughs> you know, maybe two button downs, and he's good to go. But, um, you know, me and my mom, we kind of share more of the same style and um, likes and interests off the field. Are you a big haircut guy? I got I got my first show cut. Yeah, we were Andy Fates. We were at oh. Twins. Oh camp. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm show him the hard part. I'm a hard first hard oh, there part. You go. We yeah, told yeah, Andy yeah. Fade to do whatever he wanted to him. Are you yeah. you a big haircut guy or what? What's, yeah, what's I, the I actually just got one. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just got one. So when I'm at home in Houston, I don't really have a, a guy that really fades me up very mm. well. But when I come here, I like to get. Uh, I, I went with the mohawk this time. Okay. It's kind of like a subtle hawk, is what I call it. Yep. It's like, oh, what do you got there? Oh, it's oh, it's like a mohawk. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like the fades. Who's the hair crew on Toronto? Like who? If you're getting cuts, who's rolling with you? Um, let's see. We actually have a lot of bald guys on our team this <laughs> year. Um, believe it or oh. not. Um, but I don't know. Danny Jansen's got a good one. Okay. He's got like the curly Jufro, and then he yeah. just shaves it into a a, a really long, <laughs> weird looking <laughs> yeah. mohawk that that I dig. So. <laughs> Like so that. he, yeah, he's one of the big guys with it. You got to get Bichette to put his hair on the line for something. Ah, he won't touch that. You out homer him or something like that. Ooh. He won't touch that. No, he <laughs> won't touch that. It, it gets down to like his his letters, and he's like sketched out about getting a little trim. So <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. So I, I'll back to baseball. You see, we're all over the board here. <laughs> what um you you've I'll I'll say this. You've got a good eye. You're an on base guy, um, and I think baseball is obviously developed so much over the past five ten years however you want to measure it that you you coming up now is probably a good thing because people value that so much was that was that something that was ingrained in you early or did that just kind of as your game developed that's what you did or how how did that all come about I think it was a mix of both um I think I've kind of gained um the knowledge of the strike zone from, from being so young and watching a lot of baseball I watched pretty much every Astro game 
ever <laughs> and <laughs> until I you really got to like college and stuff and after my dad stopped playing but uh but I think uh, my dad kind of instilled in me in in my work and in my practice is like hey make sure you're practicing on pitches to hit that you're going to hit in the game don't just swing at a ball just to say you hit it so I think that kind of just translated into the games and then it's just been developing ever since so um, I can't really tell you one specific time or when I've noticed where it's really taken the next step, but right. I just think slowly over time I was just noticing that I was just drawing a lot more walks than everybody else. I don't think Vladdy's dad was giving him the same. <laughs> no, no, you no, guys no. have a little different <laughs> Yeah, no. He was like, swing at anything. <laughs> you have to hit everything, even if it bounces. What's What's the craziest thing you've seen Vlad Jr. do, on the field or off the field? I'll Man. open it up. That home run versus Britain last year. For Zach Britton was nuts. That was Honestly, dirty. it might be something he did in the minor leagues. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think the Vladdy you get, everyone saw last year, he's just scratching the surface of yeah. what he can do. I mean, I've seen some pretty crazy things. Um, you know, he had a walk-off home run one time in Double A, and um, he he literally he didn't tell me, but he was like, "Hey, he's gonna throw me a slider. And I'm gonna hit it opposite field for a walk-off," and I was like. <laughs> All right, like cool. cool dude. <laughs> so I threw him a first pitch slider, and I was like, "Here he comes, he's gonna throw another one." And then, sure enough, homer. And then he hit a hotel one time, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. But the craziest thing about him is that he literally barrels every single ball. Yeah. I mean, playing with him in in here, double A, triple A, he just somehow finds a way to put a barrel on the ball, and it's a hundred ten off the bat every <laughs> single time. I so he's he's a special hitter, man. That at bat versus Chapman last year was awesome. We're Yankees fans, so we yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's my memory goes. But that at bat versus Chapman was so cool. That was, that was sick, a battle. Yeah. And <laughs> even the fans in Toronto, like everyone was like on this top step, and then the fans gave him a round of applause. He struck out or grounded out, but he it like was grounded still, to a double play. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. still yeah. standing ovation. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that's good baseball. Yeah, that was awesome. It was must watch. It was must watch. Who's um who who's a guy in the Blue Jays that you think? Everyone around baseball should know or should talk more about. Lord is Gurriel, yeah, Jr., for sure. That kid is. I mean, he's right up there with 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 Vlad and and Bo. I mean, he is a special hitter. He's a special athlete, and I think him moving to the outfield last year really helped him kind of uh, get comfortable yeah. and really just kind of just kind of exhale and go out there and go play. Um, you know, his hitting capability. I mean, he he could win an MVP. I think. I mean, oh. he. I mean, I think he's that good and. Um, you look at his brother in Houston, I mean, I think he can just take it to the next level. You got a lot of new pitchers okay. in camp. Uh, have you faced any in uh, in uh, scrimmages or I'm blanking on the time? Live, BP. Live BP? BP. I don't think I really have. I think I got some of the minor leaguers when I was down there. Okay. You guys got some big arms coming up there, yeah. too. Yeah, we got a lot of, we got a lot of uh, talent pitching-wise in that locker room that people don't really realize. I mean, we, got a, we had a lot of rookie starters come up last year that – we're really solid, but I mean the acquisitions that we made in the in the off season kind of pushed those guys down, or maybe to the bullpen or AAA or whatnot. But I think there's th th we got a lot of depth there at pitching. Um, I think a guy like Trent Thornton, who who pitched pretty much all year, he's, he's going to take a step, and or a guy like Jacob Wagesback, who went like seven innings or eight innings, like one hit against the Dodgers. I mean. He's got a lot of talent. Um, Fun name, too. Swagaspack. Yeah, Swag Swagaspack is what I call it. Oh, you just made the next day. Oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. Players weekend nickname. I can work with that. Yeah. Then <laughs> um, we got a guy Nate Pearson who throws 105 with feel with for four pitches. So who was I mean, telling us about him today? That's who. Eno from The Athletic. Yeah, the dude from The Athletic was telling us about him today, and he was like, yeah, he sits. <laughs> sits 99-100. Yeah, he, he's a big human being who, <laughs> who throws the ball very hard. 
It's crazy. I've never been labeled as either of those. <laughs> uh, we, uh, what, what do you got? I'm going to go move it to Toronto. Okay. Might have some Toronto fans listen. Have, have you taken to the city? A lot of guys love going there on road trips. So it's your home uh, for six months now. Is there a, a restaurant you found? Are you still looking for suggestions? or? Um, I'm still looking for suggestions, but I found a couple spots that are that are pretty good. Uh, a couple local McDanks. I think my favorite's Cactus Club. Uh, okay. I played in Vancouver in the minor leagues in short season, and they had them over there, and it's just it's probably one of my favorite. Just It's just good atmosphere, good food. Um, got a lot of guys like to go there. Um, you know, anywhere on King Street's pretty good. Um, pretty popular street with a bunch of, you know, bars, restaurants, a lot of uh, cool places to go. Uh, Stats-wise, you're young, and I think, you know, as baseball keeps going, the analytics keep changing. What I always like to ask players, because I'm for my personal curiosity, is what stats do you look at for pre- preparation and projection, and then at the end of the season or at the end of a series, what are your like result stats? Are like, are you looking at batting average about or myself? About yourself, or is that completely out of the equation? Now? Is it more OPS, OPS plus, or what? What do you check out to see to reflect? I think um, to evaluate like the type of hitter I am, yeah. I think OPS is pretty important to me just because um, you know I take a lot of walks. Um, my average isn't always going to be the highest, but if you look at my OPS from you know, driving the ball and I'm getting on base, then I I think I did a good year, had a good year. But I don't. When I'm going through the course of the season, I'm like, oh, I gotta boost my OPS. I gotta boost my OPS. The one thing I look at is batting average, which is weird enough because I feel like <laughs> if my batting average is in a good place, everything else kind of falls into place. So I mean, if my batting average is high, then I feel like I'm putting the barrel on the ball, I'm driving the ball, I'm getting on base. You know, I'm doing everything that I have to do. What about prepping for a pitcher? Is there certain? Is there a certain pitcher like we've been with Trevor Plouffe? He's been telling us, so, like, soft-throwing lefties, he would just, like, lick his lips when he saw soft-throwing lefty. Is there a type of pitcher you enjoy hitting, hitting against the most? Um, I like facing lefties more often than righties. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, it depends on the lefty. Like, a guy like Chapman, no. Like, no one really <laughs> wants to face no, that. You. Or, like, maybe a, a um, you know, submarine lefty that you yeah. never really face. But uh, <clears throat> I like competing against lefties. I don't know whether it's because the change-ups eliminated for the most part. I mean, there's some lefties that like to – to, to challenge you with some cha- fastball change-ups. Um, but just overall, my whole career through the minor leagues, I've always hit lefties a little bit better than righties. But when I go prepare for a pitcher, I like to go into the video room. I like to see um, how he challenges left-handed hitters, fastball, curveball, change-up, what they all look like from um, you know from the monitor and whatnot. So, I mean, just getting ready and, and just watching those guys and, and seeing what they do to similar hitters like myself uh, before a game. That's good. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, that's awesome. I think we're we're gonna play our card game in a second that we'll we'll post somewhere. But uh, I was I was gonna kick it to you if you've got any questions or anything you want to plug or any, any shout outs. Your, I mean, this is you. How long does it take you guys to do the voiceovers on the videos? It's my guy. Uh, it all depends. <laughs> How many times you got to watch the video to figure out? So uh, it's uh, it's like the writing process and then the editing. So what I had to watch both broadcasts. So I take the home and the away. I sync it up. And then I'll go through it slow mm-hmm. on watching both of them because sometimes someone will show one. The home will show something good while the away is showing something bad. And I just uh, scrub through it slow. <laughs> it, it takes probably 40 minutes on average. Okay. Some suck. Some take like an hour. That's, yeah. that's bullshit. He's a little nuts. If I have to read lips, it takes a while. Yeah. So if you're ever in an ejection, just really enunciate yeah. for me, all right? <laughs> or just DM me and be like, this is what I said. This is what I said, quote for quote, and this is what he said. Yeah, we had, we perfect. Had, there was w- one gentleman we met this off season. I I won't say a name, but he. Uh, <laughs> oh, a player. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. the Jimmy Jimmy and him linked up, and they looked at each other and they talked about it. And uh, 
the he, player said something mildly inappropriate. Well, he first he <laughs> said, how'd you know what I said? <laughs> I said, I read your lips, man. <laughs> and then he said, but you forgot this part. I said, pussy boy at the end. And I was like, well, dude, I don't know. I don't know that. I've never heard that said before, so I didn't couldn't pick up on that one. Not a phrase you hear a lot in everyday conversations. <laughs> now so. I know if that player gets in another shit-talking circle, I'll be like, yeah. all right, he probably dropped another pussy boy here. <laughs> so. We'll look out for that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah. This that wraps up the podcast portion, uh, and then we're going to play a little card game for a little video, if that's all cool right. with you. Yeah, let's cool. do it. And that was our interview with Kevin Biggio. That was good. It was nice. Actually, that was a fun one. I think I thought he started a little like, "What is this?" I don't know. And I think he loosened up perfectly. Yeah, he uh, he got into it. He he came in. I, we also forget that now we're we're older than athletes. Oh, we're old. Yeah, yeah, we're older than athletes. So, um, but yeah, he uh, he he knew some of your stuff. He uh, he he loosened up. Cool guy, and uh, it. It was honest answers. He never he never gave like a PR answer. Like I I asked him about the young dudes and and he was like Lourdes Gurriel. Like yeah, yeah. that dude could win MVP. Um so yeah, tweet tweet in Instagram at Kevin and be like, Whoa. Wow. Oh my god. I didn't know your dad was that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, really? mom question. That was good. Yeah. All right, cool. And that ends this episode of talking oh, I have to do a better Okay. Ready? All right, I think that wraps it up here. We're done for the day. We'll be back tomorrow with another mini episode. Thank you guys for checking those out every day. And then we have Ploof's episode coming up whenever that comes out. Thursdays. Ploof. Ploof. Actually, TJ Zook has given up the most home runs. Five home runs and 4.1 innings. Zooks? That's tough, Zook. My name's Zooks, and I never missed a game. It's tough. So, yeah. Garrett Cole is tied for second though, so Wind. Good news for Zook. <laughs>